0: What's up, y'all? It's JLP, the host of Mastering Single Podcast, coming to you with this brand new episode. I pray that you had a blessed week and happy Good Friday to you and your loved ones. I'm so grateful, y'all, to be here. I'm grateful that you are here and we praise the Lord together because it's truly by God's grace that we are here. You know, it's truly because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that we are living today. And honestly, if you are a child of God, you can... You can attest to this. Even though it seems like the world is upside down, God has given you his peace, which surpasses all understanding. And at times it's kind of like crazy to to believe right but it's so true when you place your trust in God when you place your faith and hope in him he truly does causes you to have his perfect peace and um, if you feel as if you're not experiencing his perfect peace at this time I just pray this over you I just pray that the Lord would truly envelope you with his perfect peace and especially during this resurrection day weekend that you his peace would surround you and your loved ones in Jesus name amen now y'all, if you tuned into last week's episode, we started to talk about uh this topic. The title of the episode from last week is Which one do you choose to be? Righteous, perfect, wicked, or famous. And so tonight's episode will actually be part 2 of um that that particular topic cuz I want to go ahead and share some additional verses with you. And I believe this topic is very important. Um as you can see, there's a great divide. There's a great um, distinction between those who are in the kingdom of God, those who are children of God, and those who are in the world, those who are apart from Christ, meaning those who have not acknowledged nor given their lives to Jesus Christ our Lord. And I believe in this season, it's so important for you to know where in the spectrum you are in because, you know, at times, especially if you grew up in church, if you grew up uh, you know, are uh, uh, surrounded by people who love God and serve God, you may feel as if you are automatically saved or you are automatically a Christian. But even Jesus, when we read scripture, he often challenged even the, the people, right, who knew the law well, even the seducers and the Pharisees. And even those, you know, who... Who claim to love God right and serve God, but yet is as if their heart was was far from God, and the, their action right, the way that they live their lives, yes, perhaps they have kept the customs, they have kept the traditions of the uh, of, of Judaism right, the the religion that the Jews uh, practice, but however, they don't have that intimate. Fellowship and relationship with the Lord, the way that the Lord intended for His people to have with Him, and so it's so important for us in this day and age uh, to make sure where we land on the spectrum, so that way, if we we find ourselves really manifesting certain characteristics that are wicked, we can go ahead and humble ourselves right before God and ask Holy Spirit to help us to be able to have Christ-like characteristics and not doubt our salvation. I think that this is very important. Um, You know, it's very sad, right? It's a very sad case when it comes to the pandemic and so forth. Um, but the Lord Himself, He told us that these things would occur before His coming. So the Bible doesn't necessarily say the different names of plagues, the different names of famines that would approach the earth before Jesus Christ's return. But however, if you read Scripture, you can see that the pandemic, maybe, right? Maybe the pandemic itself it is a type of plague right even though covid you know 19 is not written in the bible but the lord did in fact told us there would be some horrendous you know uh, i don't i don't even really know if that's the correct term but um there's some there would be some very shocking things right um horrendous i believe is the term things going on in the world before he comes And so it's so important for us to make sure that we don't wait until we die to know what will be our final destination. But while we are yet living, right, while we're still in the land of the living, we know where our eternal home will be. I believe that's very important. And, you know, I believe that. There, there is a time and a season where perhaps you may be doubtful, but when you're doubtful, you should not stay in that doubt. You should, in fact, seek God and seek him out in his word and just being, you know, honest with the Lord and say, Lord, you know, in this season, I'm crippled by my circumstances. I'm crippled by my emotions and what I'm seeing on the news and so forth. But I do want to know you more, God. Reveal yourself to me. God is faithful. When you approach Him with that humility, with that transparency, He is faithful to reveal to you what it is that you're asking Him to reveal to you. But at the same time, we have to learn to be patient with the Lord. We have to learn to diligently seek Him. Don't just dismiss seeking the Lord because the first time that you went ahead and seek, you know, and sought Him, you felt like you couldn't find Him. No, God says in His Word that He rewards those who diligently seek Him. Amen. And so, um, before we even go straight into the meat of this episode, I want to go ahead and just remind you all that you know we're going to be launching—not launching, but you know, uploading a new video on our YouTube channel, JLP Network. So if you have not subscribed yet, I recommend you to do so. We're going to go ahead and upload a video very soon during the Resurrection Day weekend to just truly give God the glory for who He is and also to encourage you as well in your faith walk with Him. And I just wanna go ahead and remind you all that we again um, released our brand new book. Well, we re-released our brand new book on Amazon. And again, the title of the book is Mastering Singlehood 90 Day Devotional Whole and Single The Key to Healthy Relationships. You're able to um, find it on Amazon. If you just type in the search bar on Amazon Mastering Singlehood, it will populate. Truly, guys, this book, honestly, I could not have done it without the Holy Spirit. I wrote this book first and foremost to, for, for the glory of the Lord. Amen. But secondly, I wrote it for you. I really want people in my generation to truly have healthy relationships that glorify God. And I believe. the more healthy relationships that we have the the more we're able to actually you know eradicate toxic uh relationships altogether, and to have a better society though this world will never have peace per se but at least we know that uh we can increase right increase good relationships healthy relationships for the glory of the lord amen and so i truly um again encourage you to go ahead and grab your copy of this book very soon i'm gonna be um posting a flyer in regards to a virtual event that I'm having in honor of the book. And we're gonna be having this event, God willing, this coming Saturday. So stay tuned for that flyer. You will be able to see that flyer on my Instagram page. So if you have not followed us yet on Instagram, I truly recommend you to do so, y'all. I'm truly here to encourage, challenge, and inspire you to live life to the fullest on all of my platforms. You can follow us on Instagram at it's underscore underscore jlp, And we also have a Facebook Our Facebook page is in sync with Instagram, but there are certain occasions where I may post something on Facebook, but yet I don't post the same content on Instagram. So I, again, would love for you to go ahead and like our Facebook page. You can um, go ahead and check that out, facebook.com forward slash JLP network. Thank you so much. And for those of you who have been loyal listeners to the Mastering Single podcast, I would truly appreciate it if you would let me know how you have been loving this podcast over the past four years. I would love to hear your feedback. So please go ahead and leave us uh, a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot and it actually helps us as well to reach more people with this message to encourage them to master their trust in God, which is truly key, y'all now from that being said y'all let's go ahead and go straight to the episode so last week we introduced to you this topic um which one do you choose to be righteous perfect wicked or famous and we were meditating on um psalm 37 verse 16 to 25 i'm not gonna go ahead and um well we are gonna go ahead and read a couple of verses from that particular um, group of verses, Psalm 37, verse 16 to 25. But however, we're also going to be looking at the previous verses within that particular passage, which is Psalm 37. And I'm going to go ahead and just um, share some additional verses with you coming from Psalm 112 and as well as Psalm 1. Now, I just want to go ahead and really continue with this dialogue with you, y'all. When it comes to wicked, righteous, famous, right, and perfect, these terms are important terms for us to really know. And as I mentioned in the previous episode, oftentimes the term wicked and sinner um, is often interchangeable in the scriptures, right, Um, in the Bible. And we see throughout scripture, righteous, righteousness, these type of phrases God used very much so for those who um, do what is right in his eyes. And those who do not do what, what is right in God's eye, he often used the word wicked, right? He often used the word wicked. And again, oftentimes wicked and sinner is interchangeable. And so that is very important for us to note that shows us as well that a wicked person doesn't necessarily just need to be someone who is a, a serial killer, someone who does something very much so wick, wicked um, or like evil, but it could just be someone honestly who have decided to live their life apart from Christ. And that is so important. And some of the verses that we're going to be sharing with you, you're going to see that as well. How? God often says again, you know, despite the different trials that the righteous will indeed endure in this life. They could have hope. They could have faith because they will endure forever. Their righteousness will endure forever. They will have eternal life with him in glory. But however, the wicked, he often says, will perish. They will be no more. And that is so, so important for us to um, pay, pay close attention to. Even if you've been walking with Jesus for many years, It is so important for us to constantly ask the holy spirit to remove whatever it is that's in us that is unclean and that is not pleasing unto the lord and that way we can make sure we're always in right standing with god and i believe the more that you do this i believe the more you're like david as well in the sense um being you know a man or a woman after god's own heart i believe that this is actually a type of attribute that god is looking to see who are actually after his heart you know someone who is not constantly asking the lord to clean their heart is not someone who is after his heart to be after his heart is to want to be like him is to want to do whatever it is that pleases him and it's for you as well to make sure that you're asking him to correct you because the bible lets us know you know um some something may be right in our own way right it says like you know I'm paraphrasing here but there's a particular passage in the Bible where it says a man's way may seem right in his own eyes or in her own eyes but however it is God who is able to judge the motives of the heart and so it's important for us to make sure that we're asking God to check our motives to check our hearts at the end of the day God is looking for those who are pure in heart and truly those who are impure in heart if you read the, the scriptures right throughout, it is those who are pure in the heart, the Bible says, will see the Lord, will see the Lord of the Lord and will live and reign for him forever. Amen. And so tonight's episode, again, I just want to go ahead and share a couple of scriptures just to show you the contrast between those who are righteous and those who are wicked. And again, we're also going to be looking a little bit further in regards to you know, um, the, the, the phrase famous, the the phrase famous, I'm going to touch a little bit basis on perfect. If you, um, have watched, you know, several of my videos on YouTube, perhaps you have heard me talk about perfection in God's eyes. is not the same as the world. Um, perfection in God's eye is basically holiness, right? Um, but the world perfection in their eyes is as if you have to, how can I say this? You have to be Perfect, but it's like a perfection in a super superficial way, but perfect in God's eye is again someone with a pure heart, someone who is- you know pure and holy, and this pureness and holiness is not to say that they are without error or they um, are unable to sin, but it's to say that this person they have a life devoted to pursue righteousness amen. there's a scripture in the Bible that says to pursue righteousness. Uh, And and, and as well as to seek peace Pursue righteousness as well as to seek peace And so whoever you see that is always Constantly trying to pursue righteousness That person in in God's eye Honestly is a pure person Um, And you know You've heard this many times Being preached that you know our righteousness Is because of Jesus Christ which is true But at the same time that doesn't give us How can I say this That doesn't give us like the, 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 The free path To just live life however we want and not do anything for the glory of the Lord. I believe that we should always strive to live a life that glorifies God. I actually shared this with a particular group today. I was saying, you know, even when it comes to prayer, when we're praying to the Lord, it is yes, it is important to bring our knees to God. But it's also important for us during our prayer time to ask God what it is that He wants us to do for Him, and just to really dialogue with God as a as a as our best friend, as our Father. Um, even asking God, God, what is in your, what is on your heart? You know, um, what is your plan for humanity, or what is your plan for the church? And really just being still before Him and hearing what it is that he has to say amen and so okay let's go ahead y'all i just want to quickly um want us to go ahead and read now psalm 37 verse 9 like i said i'm working my way up in that particular scripture last episode we focused on 16 to 25 but on this episode we're working our way up and as well as we're working our way down because i want again to just show you the contrast between the fate of the wicked and as well as the righteous and then at the end of the episode i want to quickly touch basis on um you know famous and and is it good to be famous you know what are the downfalls of being famous what are the good attributes or the good benefits of being famous and so forth And so Psalm 37, verse 9, y'all, it says this. It says, for those who are evil will be destroyed. Oh, wow. But those who are evil will be destroyed. Let's continue to verse 10 here. And it says, a little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. I'm going to read this again because I love sometimes reading it twice because I really want you to really hear it um, very clearly so that way you can have a sense for sure what is being said here. So Psalm 37 verse 9 to 10 it says for those who are evil will be destroyed but but those um excuse me for, but those who are evil will be destroyed. And then verse 10 here um it says a little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them they will not be found. Oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> Okay, so I just want you to quickly go ahead and highlight that in your Bible right now. I'm going to speak on it, y'all. But quickly, I just want to read now um, Psalm 37, verse 12, and as well as Psalm 37, verse 16. And the reason why I'm doing this is to just quickly show you the contrast. And we're going to go ahead and talk further concerning the two. Um, So Psalm 37, verse 12, y'all, it says, The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. And then verse 13 says, but the Lord laughs at the wicked, for He knows the day is coming. My goodness! And then verse 16: Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked. For the power. Hold up, y'all. Okay, let's pause right there. I don't want to give too much uh, scriptures, too many, too many at the same time. Uh, okay. So let's go ahead and quickly just dialogue a little bit when it comes to verses 37, um, Psalm 37, verse 9 to 10. So here, literally, Scripture is telling us that the wicked will be destroyed. Right here, there seems to be no hope for the wicked. And in the previous episode, I made sure to mention this. It's not to say that if someone is currently wicked or is a sinner or someone finds themselves... in a season where they're committing habitual sin, that there's no hope for them. But it is saying that if that person has made that choice, that decision to have a wicked lifestyle, meaning they already, you know, made that decision within themselves I'm gonna do me, I'm gonna do this because it feels good, because da 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 da. Like my little sister lo- loves saying, um, yeah. So if that person has already made up their mind to just have that type of lifestyle, a lifestyle that's truly doing every type of evil in the eyes of God, then that, per- that person automatically is a wicked person. And that person automatically has chosen their destination to not be with the Lord. But however, if that wicked person ends up seeing that the way that they're living is sinful, and the way that they're living is displeasing to the Lord. And they have that conviction and say, wow, I don't want to live this way anymore. And if they approach God in that manner and confess of their wickedness, confess of their sins, God, again, in his word, he said he will give them mercy. Like he's not going to with. Withhold his mercy from someone who humbly approaches before him and asking for forgiveness and, and, and even saying to him, God, I repent. Meaning I turn away from my wickedness. I turn away from the very actions that I, were, I was doing that went against your word, that went against your will. And now I want to live according to your will. Amen. Because if we as human beings, we do not reach that point in our journey to do this very act before the Lord. This scripture is literally already telling us our destiny. If we are in the spectrum where we land on being wicked and we have wickedness in our lives, Psalm 37 verse 9 literally says, For those who are evil will be destroyed. Now, again, as I said before in the the beginning of this episode, I want you to pay attention to this. Evil. A lot of times when people hear evil, right, they sometimes assume that, okay, that person had to have done, like, something very cruel, okay? So for example, they will say someone who was evil, people will say was Adolf Hitler, right? Or someone who killed many, many, many people. But however, in God's eye, someone who is evil could be someone who has sinned against him and has not confessed of that sin. I'm gonna say this again. In God's eye someone who is evil could be someone who has sinned and has not confessed of their sins to him and so it's very important for us to make sure that when it comes to scripture and what scripture has to say in regards to sin and wickedness and righteousness that we don't completely become so extreme to 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 think that um evil has to be someone like adolf hitler But we have to make sure that as well, that we remember that God is holy. And so God is holy, meaning that even the little thing that to you may not be sinful to God, it is. And that is so important. And I believe that we are in a season where we have to get back. Um, to humbling ourselves and having a holy fear for God to understand that, you know what, it's not going to, this is not going to cut it anymore. Like, I don't want to just try to not commit murder, but I need to as well make sure that I'm not committing jealousy or envy or covetous. Amen. That's very important. Um, And here again, as we read in, Verse 10, it says a little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. Let's pay attention to that part, that first part of verse 10. A little while and the wicked will be no more. You know, recently I was um, on Yahoo and I saw a picture of these three comedians. I'm familiar with one of them because one of the comedians um, was actually the, the father of the daughters in the sitcom show called Full House. The other two, I'm not really familiar with them, but however, one of them it was a popular voice actor, and he's also, well, not he's also, but he's late, and you know, he pre, he recently died, excuse me, so he's no more. But he was a popular voice actor and well-known comedian as well. And in the picture, the three men, you know, they took this picture, I believe, it, you know, in the month of January or so. And all three of them ended up dying, literally. Two of them died in January of this year. And then the most recent one died a few days ago in the month of April of 2022. And when I saw the picture, it also reminded me of this particular scripture. A little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. Now, I don't know the religious background to the three men. Um, I don't know whether they were believers or not, but I'm using them as an example when it comes to that realm, meaning that Hollywood scene, the entertainment scene. Most of us, we can see that Hollywood is not a place where that promotes righteousness, right? It's not a place that promotes the fruits of the spirit. It's not a place that promotes holiness. It's not a place that honors the God of the Bible. And so if they were believers, praise the Lord, right? but it's very difficult to distinguish it whether someone was a believer or not in that scene or in that particular space or particular industry especially when certain things that they do contradicts what God says in his word is righteous or what God would classify as a righteous person and so forth and so the reality is y'all when we are not living again according to God's standards This scripture becomes such a fate for most people. A little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. Many people, when these men passed away, um, they were shocked. Because literally some of them spoke to them that day of their passing. They had no clue that that was going to happen. Now, some of them, they're reaching these people, they're trying to call these people, and then unfortunately, it's while they're trying to call them that they hear of the news of their passing. And, and this reminds me of the latter part of that, of that scripture, verse 10, Psalm thirty-seven, verse 10. Though you look for them, they will not be found. And that's a brutal reality. Yes, we are alive right now. Yes, you are alive. Yes, I'm alive. You hear me speaking through this podcast, but I don't know what tomorrow may bring, right? I don't know what day will be my last. But however, just like the Bible says, you know, the righteous, their care is with the Lord. Their care is under God. God will take care of them. That is my hope. That is my blessed assurance that even though I may not know what day will be my last, I know that I won't perish (laughs) because my hope and confidence is in the Lord. And I choose to live according to his standards, not the world's standards. Amen. And so... This remind me again, what we just read in verse um, 16 of Psalm 37. Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked. Better than the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked. Why is that important for us to understand? These men that I just mentioned, right, that unfortunately passed away, these comedians, they were wealthy people. Like, they were very successful people in their um, particular industry, but however their own wealth was not powerful enough to save them. Their own wealth was not powerful enough to cause them to enter glory. The only thing that is powerful enough to save us is the blood of Jesus Christ. The only thing that is powerful to allow us to enter glory again is the blood of Jesus Christ. Is the name above all name Jesus Christ the Son of God and that is so so important for us to realize because we can so often become so preoccupied with the way that this world is because the world is very fond of accolades it's very fond of awards as you can see even for music there's so many award shows for the for the music industry and i and to be honest i am an artist by nature by the grace of god ever since i was young i love to draw i love to you know i love every aspect of art but honestly y'all to be honest with you there's so many award shows for music and the arts and I'm saying to myself, how come? Because these things are not even really um, promoting things that actually better society is like, it's just promoting just a person, right? Just an individual and so forth. Am I saying for people to not be recognized for their artistic um, achievements? That's not what I'm saying at all, but I'm saying that there's a saturation in certain industries and you're like saying to yourself, how come, like how? You know, isn't this enough? It it doesn't this gratify you enough. You know, the Bible even lets us know that it's the same with death. You know, death is never satisfied because there's so so many other souls that ends up going through that avenue called death. The same when it comes to lust. It's like lust is never satisfied. The more somebody does something that is lustful or the more somebody sins, it's like they want to keep on sinning. They don't want to stop. You know, and so that's so important for us to understand that even if it appears, right, that the wicked is prospering in this world, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're prospering in God's eyes. Like the scripture just said, there's gonna be a time where you're gonna try to look for these people. You're trying to search their name on Google or whatever, and then you can't find them because they're no more. And I'm not saying this at all to sound um, like I don't have sympathy. But it's a, it, 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 it's, it's a true reality. And it's important for us to discuss these type of topics because it, again, allows us to understand that we honestly, without Christ, we are nothing. We're powerless. And so we need Him more than ever before. And we need to make sure that, again, we know where we are on the spectrum so that way we can ask God to redirect us to the right path. We can ask the Holy Spirit uh, to make us new and cleanse us again from all sin and, un- and all uncleanliness. Okay? All right, y'all. And so, let me pause right here. So, one of the main contrasts, as you already picked up, right, through this discussion, one of the main contrasts you can see between the wicked and the righteous is that the wicked do, in fact, have an expiration date, but the righteous is not. The righteous person, according to scripture, is one who will live forever. Though that person may die their death does not end with their final breath on earth, but they will rest in the glory of the Lord. They will be where Christ is. Amen. But the wicked, we see that they will perish. The Bible even mentions that the wicked, when once they perish, right? Once they pass away, they will not even be remembered. Currently, when someone who perhaps was a non-believer perished, they may be remembered by their own kind, right? They may be remembered by those who... You know, acknowledge them on the earth because of their wealth, because of their status, because of their popularity. Popularity, but however, the Bible makes it clear when Jesus comes back to the earth to judge, to judge everyone. During that time, the wicked, the very memory of the wicked, will be no more, and that definitely means as well even the fame that currently certain people have, especially those who do not know Jesus, who do not acknowledge Jesus. That fame will be irrelevant in the sight of Jesus Christ when he comes to judge the earth. That fame will vanish. It will be as if it never existed. This is exactly what the Bible is saying, y'all. Amen. And so I want you to go ahead, if you have a little bit of time, um, Please go ahead and just write that. Notate that contrast between the righteous and the wicked. The righteous will live forever, but the wicked, what happens to the wicked? The wicked will perish. The the wicked will not see the light of day. Um, Condemnation um, is the destiny of the wicked. But however, eternal life, eternal joy, and reward is the destiny of the righteous. Amen. All right. I want us to quickly go ahead and turn our Bible pages to Psalm 37, verse 17 to 20. I'm going to quickly go ahead and just meditate on these particular scriptures. Give me one second, y'all. I'm pulling it up on my end. Let's go ahead and do this. All right, y'all, Psalm 37, verse 17 to 20. (laughs) This is what it says. For the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care, and their inheritance will endure forever. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. But the wicked will perish, though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field. will be consumed they will go up in smoke i want to just pause here so we just finished reading verse 20 we just read verses 17 to 20 of psalm 37. again certain key things that i want you to notate right here is that we already see the term blameless is interchangeable with righteous right so we know that those who the lord calls blameless is they are also the ones that the lord calls righteous so it says this of the blameless the blameless the blameless excuse me will spend their days under the lord's care okay this is so important to note often people have this misconception that god just accept someone despite how can I say that, despite their wickedness, or something like that? Even as we are approaching Resurrection Day weekend, it's very important for me, even as a Christian, to mention this on this podcast episode. One of the most miscon- misconceptions that I've been hearing, and even in the Christian circle for many years, is actually John three verse sixteen, and I'm explaining this. Yes, the love of God is unconditional, but it's very important for us to understand when it came to John 3, verse 16, when it says for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, for us to not misconstrue that, for us to not misinterpret it, interpret that. What do I mean by that? Many people, when they read that particular verse, it's as if they are saying that you know, for God so love everyone, meaning, like, okay. For God so loved the the wicked person who continues to sin and all of that, you know. For God so loved the person who says I'm gonna do me, do me, and all of that. For God who so loved the person who continuously blasphemes Him and you know all of the, all of these things, right? Now some people will say, well, you know JLP, how can you, how, how can you say such a thing? But Jesus died for everybody. He didn't die just for the righteous. Amen. That is true. And this is where I want to come here with this point. When you hear that, that, that verse, right, John, John 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him will not perish, but have eternal life. It's speaking of God's mercy here. It's speaking of God's mercy, and it's also speaking of the love of God, the love that he has, because he is the one that created his creation. God is an architect, he is the one that designed us. He is the one that designed everybody, whether you're black or white. He designed the human as much as the fact that he designed the animals. And so it doesn't make any sense, right, for me as an artist. Let me put myself as an example here, too. It doesn't make sense for me as an artist for me to hate what it is that I created. I'm gonna say this again. It doesn't make sense for me as an artist to hate what i created whatever i created as an artist i love it because it is an expression of my love It's an expression of what i like right when god was creating us it was an expression of his love it was an expression of who he is i mean the bible even says in genesis that he created us in his image and likeness and so you know God that He never had it in His heart. It was never His intention to destroy what He created in His image and His likeness. That's very important, and that what that was what compelled and moved God to send Jesus to die in our place. It had nothing to do. Because honestly, y'all, sometimes when we're reciting the Scripture, sometimes we feel as if we're so worthy and so forth, like like we did something to 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 you know, no 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 no. This has all to do with the mercy of God. And the reason why I say this is because if you study the scripture, if you study the Bible, even as you read verse 18 right there, it says that the blameless spend their days under the Lord's care and their inheritance will endure forever. It didn't say the blameless spend their days. It didn't say the blameless and the wicked spend their days under the Lord's care. That is very important for us to know. It says the blameless spend their days under the Lord's care. this is this is why a lot of a lot of the times too even those who are in the world every time when someone dies they'll say r.i.p meaning rest in peace and they will even you know post and say oh i'm gonna see this person when i go to heaven but then you you have to to, to, to pause for a second and say do you know the, the the way to heaven and the bible lets us know the way to heaven is jesus christ the son of god the only name that will get anyone in heaven is christ the lord amen and so, then this has to get you to think and say, wow, okay. But what about John 3, verse 16? For God so loved the world, right? So, he, that means he loves me. Why can't I get into heaven? That is so important. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is so important. Now, one day I would love to really talk more in detail about that. But honestly, it's a topic that I would have to pray a lot. Because I understand that there's so many people. If I were to speak on this topic They will call me, you know, legalistic. They will say, oh, you're judgmental and all of that. But I believe it's a topic that will set so many people free. And I believe it's a topic that would help people to, again, have the holy fear of God. It's important for us as people to have a holy fear of God. Many reasons why you see there's so many evil in this world, again, is because people don't have a fear of God. People don't take God seriously. People take God as if he's a make-believe character. You know? And so that is very important to note god takes care of the of the of the of the righteous the wicked is not under the lord's care now don't get me wrong there are particular scriptures that shows us that the compassion of the lord is on the wicked and righteous when it says um you know that he causes um you know for it to rain on the righteous and the wicked and so forth right that's again where I'm coming from um, when it comes to mercy the mercy of God John 3 16 is showing the mercy of God there's many times where you see love and mercy is interchangeable but there is a a special type of love for sure God does have for those who are blameless for those who fear him and this is not my word y'all this is God's word this is not my word at all this is God's word This is God's word and it's so important for us to really pay close attention to that detail because often it's like a lot of people, they love to, you know, preach whatever it is that they want to preach that makes them feel good. But we have to make sure that we preach the entirety of the gospel, the entirety of the Bible. If you follow me on Instagram, you know, I always try my best to sometimes repost certain certain words that I believe the Holy Spirit inspired me to post. And one of them is that, you know, peace apart from Christ is perversion peace apart from Christ is perversion perversion what is that all about that means that whatever it is that you see someone is doing that they they tend to um say you know give them peace give them pleasure whatever that is perversion that is rebellion that is completely against God's will if it has nothing to do with Christ if it is not Jesus's peace that you have that peace that you have is demonic that peace that you have is again it's an abomination to God to God is it it is evil in God's eye here's that term again evil It's very important for us to understand evil doesn't just mean someone who murders people someone who um do some filthy things yes it is that but evil could be just something very elementary that you would not even claim to be evil but yet God is saying this is evil man like for example one of the things that god deems to be evil in his eyes when you read uh the book of first kings and second kings you will see that there have been many kings right in the past in israel the the evil thing that the lord declared that was evil in his eyes was their adultery because they committed adultery they had many idols today many of us you know we will say we love god and we will claim that we don't have any idols but we have idols some of our idols is social media. Some of our idols is our, is wealth. It's that desire to have, so, you know, a lot of money and riches. Now, it's not to say that money is not important. Like I always say, I strongly believe that God wants us to be prosperous. Uh, you know, it, it, God will not get the glory from a life that was only a life of sufferance. Even Jesus Christ, the Son of God, though he went through such sufferance, but however, throughout his life, you see that, you see that dynamic within his life. He had times where, again, he was being persecuted, but however, however he had times where people truly saw that God was, you know, the, the anointing of God was on his life. He had times where people, yes, they they persecuted him, but he had times where people honored him. And so, no way you will see um, someone who's truly living for God to be in within one season their entire life. There's no way you can always be in a season of sufferance. There has to be a season where God indeed will again lift you up in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And so let's quickly go ahead now, y'all. Let's quickly go ahead. Let's quickly go ahead and read. Psalm 37 verses 22, excuse me, not not 22, but let's start with verse 21. Psalm 37 verses 21 to 28. Let's quickly go ahead and read that. It says, y'all, Psalm 37 verse 21 to 28. The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Those the Lord blesses will inherit the land, but those he curses will be destroyed the lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him though he may stumble he will not fall for the lord upholds him with his hand i was young and now i am old yet i have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread they are always generous lend freely their children will be a blessing turn from evil and do good then you will dwell in the land forever for the lord loves the just And will not forsake his faithful ones. Wrongdoers will be completely destroyed. The offspring of the wicked will perish. Y'all. There's a lot to dissect in this. There's a lot to dissect in this, y'all. Oh my goodness. There's a lot to dissect in this. As a matter of fact, I'm going to quickly go ahead and meditate these particular scriptures that we just read. And very quickly, I'm just going to go ahead and close us off with Psalm um, 1 verse 1 to 6. But we're going to continue with a third installment of this series next Friday. We're going to continue with this because I feel that is very important for us to discuss these topics. They're tough topics, but they're truly much needed topics in this day and age. If we truly want to see revival and change in the world, And if we truly do want to see God's glory manifest on the earth and lives being truly transformed. We don't want to see temporary deliverance, but we want to see complete deliverance and transformation in people's life. And people really giving their lives to Jesus, not just for a season, but forever. Now, this is so interesting, y'all. Let's go quickly to just... Just focus right now on verse 21. It says, the wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. You see the pattern of the wicked person? You see the pattern of the wicked person? What is so interesting in this particular verse is that it did not say that the wicked stole, you know. <laughs> it didn't say the wicked stole this item and did not return it but it literally says the wicked borrow and do not repay okay and so this shows us that a wicked person is not just someone who steals but a wicked person is someone who borrows and does not return the thing back for example uh, let's say the person borrowed money from you i said the person okay I, can you can you loan me 100 dollars I'm short of this change or whatever. And they tell you, okay, loan me this $100 and I'm going to pay you it back as soon as I'm able to. Or they say, I'm going to pay it back to you when I get paid next week. And here comes next week approaching. This person doesn't give you a phone call. This person doesn't send you the payment. Mind you, that person did not steal that money from you. Right? You, you were willing to, bo- to allow this person to borrow the money from you. They borrowed it. See they, they, they didn't take it from you without your knowledge. That is so important. And so some of us, we have to really, again, be honest with ourselves and see whether we have certain characteristics where we're doing certain things that we would' intend to say is evil, but yet again, in the eyes of God, that is evil, that is not righteous whatsoever. But look what it says concerning the righteous person. It says, but the righteous give generously. The righteous give generously. Now, honestly, y'all, I have never seen in scripture where someone was righteous and selfish at the same time. Never. If you you know if, 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 if you if you um want to go ahead and send me a particular scripture where you see the opposite of that, I strongly just welcome you to send me that <laughs> because I'm just so like so sure I have never seen from Genesis to Revelation someone to be righteous. selfish at the same time it's an oxymoron it's impossible it is impossible and so that's why when we find ourselves as believers claiming we love god but yet we are just selfish (laughs) we have to literally pray against that and again see where it is that we land on the spectrum because in our own eyes, we assume that we're righteous. We assume that we're in right standing with God. And God's saying, no, no, no. You don't love to give. You don't love to generously give. And that is so important too. You don't love to generously give. You, this term generously, truly, I believe, is not just saying that someone who loves to give excessively, meaning like someone who just loves to give um, many times, right? But it also is saying to someone who is willing to give freely without force. Scripture even lets us know when you're giving with force, it's better that you did not give that thing at all. Because again, God sees your motive. God sees your heart is not really giving with joy. God wants when we're giving that we're giving it with joy. Because it is within the joy too. And that in that, in that freedom of giving where the blessing resides as well where the blessing is at when you're giving but yet there's no joy attached to it there's no freedom attached to it 99.99 percent you're not gonna get a return back and so this is why some people you will hear they go completely against tithing they go completely against giving offerings they go completely against you know, donating and doing all of these things because they say to themselves, oh, I did this last year, but nothing came back to me in return. Like, I I I sowed the seed, but man, I'm still in the same situation. I'm still in the same predicament. Honestly, y'all, at times, it is because that person gave forcibly, forcibly or forcibly. At times, it's because that person gave with anger, with bitterness. At times, that person gave with unforgiveness or at times, that person gave because they were heavily just focused on the return, <laughs> but they weren't giving to just be a blessing to another individual. They weren't given to just give as an act of worship to the Lord. Because often in Scripture, when you give, is an act of worship to the Lord. Literally, Abel. Literally, Abel died by the hand of his own brother Cain because he gave generously to the Lord. And here we see the contrast between wicked and righteous. We see even here God cl- claim not claim, but God deemed able to be righteous because He gave the choice uh, uh, offering to Him. He didn't take any amount from the offering that He was going to give to God. But yet we see Cain. He was selfish in his giving to God, though he still gave an offering to God. But he was selfish with it. And many of us today, those of us even us who sometimes call ourselves Christians. We do the same. As Cain, yes, you give to God, but you selfishly give to God. You give God the least best. You didn't give him the ultimate best. And then you're staying here to yourself. You know, you're saying this to yourself, oh my gosh, when is it going to be my turn? When I'm, you know, and God is in heaven saying, yo, (laughs) what do you mean? You didn't even give me your best choice offering, your best choice of praise and worship. I gave you my best, my only begotten son, Jesus. I'm starting to feel afraid as if we have so embraced God's grace in a negative way, in the sense that because we believe because we have been given God's grace now, we don't need to give God anything. All we need to do is just receive God's grace. But yeah, we don't need to give God anything. Like, we we don't owe God anything. That's a dangerous mindset for us to have, y'all. That's a dangerous mindset for us to have. If you've been listening to the past couple of episodes, if you've also been tuning in to our social media networks or platforms, whatever, However you will call it. One of the main themes that I wanted to really just encourage people to embrace it for 2022 is to give God 2022 as your offering. Give God 2022 as your offering. Not just one month of the year, but give the entire year to the Lord and see what he does. Let us not just keep taking and taking from God. Don't get me wrong. God loves to give. He's a giver by nature. The Bible lets us know that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of heavenly lights. So it is in his nature to give. He loves to give. And he loves to give to those who trust in him, those who fear him, those who are righteous. As a matter of fact, God loves to give so much that even the wicked, he gives mercy if they come to him. But that is if they come to him, if they receive his gift of mercy and grace. Let's continue, you guys. Let's quickly go ahead and open our Bible pages to Psalm 37, verse 37 to 38. And again, we're going to close with Psalm 1, verse 1 to 6. And on part 2 of the series, excuse me, not part 2, but part 3 of the series, we're going to continue on just meditating a couple of uh, scriptures with you from Psalm 112 as we continue to show you the contrast between wicked righteous famous and perfect and also in part three we're going to discuss more in depth you know a little bit more in depth in regards to the famous portion of this series one of them that i'm going to quickly just mention before i close is again coming from matthew chapter 19 when it talks about the young rich ruler Um, the young rich ruler he, in fact, fit perfectly in the category of famous because, again, he was a ruler. When you're a ruler, you have great esteem. So meaning you have great popularity, you know much people. The more people you know often is the more famous you are as well um, or the the more well-known you are. Okay. And so um, let's go ahead, y'all. Let's go ahead and just read Psalm 37, verse 38. Let's go ahead and read this right quick here. As a matter of fact, hmm, let's see here. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and, and start to verse thirty. So let's read Psalm thirty verse. Let's read Psalm thirty-seven verse thirty to thirty-eight very quickly. Okay, so Psalm thirty-seven verse thirty to thirty-eight says, "Y'all, the mouths of the righteous utter wisdom, and their tongues speak what is just. The law of their God is in their hearts." Their feet do not slip. The wicked lie in wait for the righteous, intent on putting them to death. But the Lord will not leave them in the power of the wicked or let them be condemned when brought to trial. Verse 34. Hope in the Lord and keep his way. He will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are destroyed, you will see it. I'm going to pause very quickly right here to talk about this. Um, verse 34. Hope in the Lord and keep his way. Hope in the Lord and keep his way. Who is righteous in God's eyes? Those who hope in him and keep his way. Who is wicked in God's eyes? Those who do not hope in him and those who do not keep his ways. Here is the contrast right there. How are you able to see where you stand on the spectrum? That's one of the ways as well. Are you hoping in the Lord? Are you keeping in his ways? If you're not doing that, then again, see where you stand in the spectrum. And say honestly to the Lord, God, keep me in right standing with you. Keep me from faltering. Keep me from falling. Keep me from stumbling. Help me to live a life that is pleasing to you. Amen. And then the latter portion of verse 34, again, it says, He will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are destroyed, you will see it. I want you guys to pay close in mind how many times you see that term destroyed With the wicked being mentioned in Psalm 37. Like literally the only hope that the wicked have again is if they approach God in humility and receive his pardon, receive his grace. But if they do not do so, there is absolutely no hope whatsoever for the wicked. Whatsoever for the wicked. And this is one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about the gospel. And I'm so passionate about sharing the gospel to whomever is willing to listen to it to receive it is because every single day guys people are dying left and right and many of these people who are dying left and right they are wicked people why they are wicked people again it doesn't mean all of them killed somebody committed adultery or did some type of sin and you know that many of us will will deem as the the biggest sin but again it's because They did not hope in the Lord, and they did not keep in His way. My goodness. And this, unfortunately, becomes their destiny, which is destruction. They will be destroyed. Because, again, why? They did not hope in the Lord, and they did not keep in His way. Now, we live in a society, we live in a culture, we live in an age where people are so self-centered, right? That they keep saying to others, do you, whatever makes you feel good, whatever floats your boat. But then unfortunately, when their best friend dies, or when that movie actor dies, or when this person of of high status dies without Christ, they're saying RIP. But however, the Bible lets us know the wicked will be destroyed. They will perish They have no hope. They have no future. And that even their own offspring. Even their own descendant will perish. The Bible says here in Psalm 37. And so not only... Are they going to be destroyed? But their children will be destroyed by default. Why? Because they did not leave an inheritance of the gospel of Jesus Christ to their own children, to their own offspring. And so you have these children now are living without the message of the gospel, without the message of the kingdom of God. And they're going to and fro on the earth, living a lifestyle of wickedness, according to scripture. And their eyes are blinded by all the evil and darkness and also the pleasures of the flesh that they're unable to now then hum- you know, humble themselves before God and receive the grace of God. Before I close with Psalm 1, verse 1 to 6, as we again are making way to Resurrection Day weekend, we are already a part of the Resurrection Day weekend since today is Friday. I want you to pay in mind When Jesus was on the cross and he was placed in the midst of those two criminals, right? One of them was mocking and laughing at Jesus and was doing to Jesus just like the people who nailed Jesus on the cross were doing. They're saying, He was saying, you know, if you if you save these people, if you heal these people, why don't you try to help yourself? But the one who was next to Jesus also said to the one who was mocking jesus you have no auto how dare you mocking this man he is a righteous man he didn't do any wrong we deserve this death we deserve this punishment because we are the ones who had committed wrong but he did it and i'm assuming that the, the man who did say that the criminal who did say that i'm assuming that he was nailed on the right hand side of christ and not the left hand side of christ and one of the reasons why i'm saying this um, I need to, to to check it to see if there's a particular gospel that mentions the exact, the exact positioning of them. Um, but the reason why I am making that statement, I am making this um, hypothesis is because often in scripture, the Lord, he favors the right hand, right? He favors the right hand or he favors the right hand side. Even when it comes to Jesus, the Bible lets us know that he is seated on the right hand side of God and um yeah the right the right often in the scripture it signifies right right standing righteousness and the left oftentimes it signifies wickedness evil and all of that source on all of those things right even when it comes to the uh religion of islam many muslim people they do not eat with their left hand uh yeah, I believe they don't eat with their left hand, if I'm not mistaken. Um, because many of them, and you know, not just them, but there are certain customs, there are certain religious groups that feels that the left hand is not a clean hand. is the right hand that is the clean hand. is the right hand that has cleanliness. The left hand has, you know, uncleanliness. Amen. And so that's why I made that hypothesis that the criminal who was, nailed to the right hand side of christ is the one who said to jesus you know remember me when you enter paradise And jesus because he saw though this man committed this crime right jesus was not focused on the crime that he committed jesus was not too focused on the sin that he committed but yet jesus now is focusing on his common sense on his decency on his humility to recognize that he is in fact a sinner And that is the reason why Jesus right there, even while he is closer to death than life, says, this very day you will enter with me in paradise. Amen. And we see this too. We see examples of this too when it comes to Rahab. Rahab was a sinful woman the bible says but however because she was willing to help the israelites when they were trying to go into the camp of their enemies she is now deemed righteous and so that shows us it is possible for someone to be deemed righteous in the eyes of god though they perhaps had a sinful past and so we see that righteousness doesn't necessarily mean that you needed to live a life free of sin because the Bible already tells us we all have fallen short of the grace of God, Solomon in one of in one of his um I believe perhaps it was in Ecclesiastes, yeah, I believe it was in Ecclesiastes per se, or maybe one of the one of the books of Samuels, he said that you know uh, 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 no one no one was without sin, like there has been no human that roamed the earth that did not sin and even in the epistles. You know, um, I believe that person is a, that person cannot say. It says this, right? I'm, I'm paraphrasing. It says, no one can say that uh, they did not sin either. Like, you cannot say that you did not sin. God sees the motives of the heart. He sees every thought. He, he hears every thought. Even the very things that you did not utter with your mouth, God heard them. And they were sinful. And so again, we're all doomed without the grace of God. We are all doomed if it was not for the blood of Jesus Christ. And that is the hope, y'all. That is the hope. This is good news. That though you perhaps stumbled, but however, the more you continue to humble yourself before God and say, Yes, God, I stumbled. I'm a sinner. But I, 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 I refuse to miss this opportunity to be in your presence. God is going to continue to clean you and wash you and make you righteous again this is what I want to close off with this is that I want you to pay in mind that righteous to be righteous and righteousness or someone who God sees as righteous is the person again who is constantly pursuing him no matter what you will recognize someone who is righteous by the person who is constantly pursuing Christ you will recognize the person who is wicked if that person for perhaps pursued Christ in a season. And then after the season had passed, they completely forgot about God. Hmm. They completely forgot about God. That is so important to note. Very quickly, guys, let's go ahead and open our Bible pages to Psalm 1. I'm going to quickly go ahead and read psalm 1 verse 1 to 6 and again we're going to continue on with this conversation please let me know if you're enjoying the series i truly believe that is a topic that truly needs to be discussed in this hour i'm truly enjoying it because i truly want to just glorify god in every way i truly believe again our lord and savior jesus christ is coming soon and it's so wonderful that i'm able to do this during the passover uh, passover um season because again if you are familiar with um, the Jewish holy days or holidays, it's, more, it's, it's very likely that Jesus may in fact return during this type of um, you know, holiday season, Passover and so forth, or um, during one of the Jewish holidays. And so it's very important for us to stay vigilant and to always to make sure during this time and during the time of the year where um, these holidays are being celebrated, that we are consecrating ourselves before God. Amen. All right, y'all. So Psalm 1 verse 1 to 6 says this. It says, Blessed is the one who does not walk and step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. <laughs> Let me pause right there. Let me pause right there, y'all. We already see the distinction right there. We already see the contrast right there. The beginning portion of Psalm 1 is talking about the righteous right here. And it's talking about how the righteous are blessed. Why they are blessed? One of the reasons in particular that they're blessed is because they don't hang out with the wicked. Like, they don't hang out with the sinners. Like, they don't make friends with the wicked. They don't make friends with the, the with the sinners. Instead, what do they do? They delight in the law of the Lord. They meditate on the law of the Lord day and night. And the bible says in verse in verse three that they're like a tree that's planted by streams of water which yields its fruits in season so the righteous person is always doing what always bearing fruit in season there's not a season that they're not bearing fruit now sometimes it's hard for us to realize this like for example you may be in a season and it seems like it's dry like you, your tree is dry but when it comes to god's word that is not true you're you may be in a season, right Where it seems like you don't have materialistic fruit. Maybe you don't see that you have the fruit of finance. Maybe you don't see you have the fruit of relationships. But yet there's inward fruit. God is cultivating a a greater faith within you. God is cultivating a greater heart within you. God is cultivating your spiritual gifts. Amen. And so no matter what it looks like in your life. As a righteous person. As someone who is blameless in the eyes of God. As someone who hopes in the Lord. You're always bearing fruit. And that is the word of the Lord. And the word of God does not lie. And it says that, and whose leave does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. And so even though in the natural, it may seem that you're not prospering. But truly you are prospering in some degree. In the mighty name of Jesus. And now, okay, let's continue with verse 4. I had to pause right there, guys. I just love this right here. And so verse 4 says, Not so the wicked, they are like the shaft that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. Why they're not going to stand in the assembly of the righteous. Why they're not going to stand in the judgment of the righteous. Because again, we see there's a distinction between the type of judgment the Lord will give to the righteous and the type of judgment the Lord will give to the wicked. The type of judgment the Lord will give to the righteous is the righteous judgment, but also it is a judgment of rewards. It is a judgment of of great accolades, of great honor. The judgment of the wicked has nothing to do with rewards. They will not get a dime, but they're going to get what they're going to get? They're going to get eternal punishment, eternal damnation. For what reason in particular? Because they did not follow the ways of God and they did not worship the Lord they did not give their lives over to the Lord and I close with this y'all I pray that you were blessed by this episode I pray that you would also share this episode with a friend that you know who do not know Jesus but you love dearly if you love that friend I strongly recommend you to go ahead and share this broadcast with them and as you share this broadcast with them you are already planting a seed for them To be able to have access now to the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And once you do that, the Holy Spirit and his kindness will be able to nurture that. So, you know, so the seed could grow and sprout. And for your friend to begin that journey of becoming uh, acquainted with the Lord by his grace. And so thank you so much guys for tuning in. I pray that you are going to have an amazing Resurrection Day weekend. Again, y'all, it's only Friday, but we know what's coming on Sunday. May God bless you guys. Stay for part three next week. And remember, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. Until next time, this was your sister in Christ, JLP. Peace out.